0: From the After Nine Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After Nine with Scott and Kat.
1: Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Hey now.
0: Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. How, are <laughs> How are you? I'm Such cold, actually. Quite frankly, I'm freezing.
1: It's uh oh. Yeah, glad you mentioned that. Here's the situation, everybody. Welcome to After 9. Hello. It's the last day of summer.
0: Not to complain right off the hop. Listen to me. I'm cold. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) if you think
1: about it, though, we're about to enter a crisis. Tomorrow, a crisis is going to happen, and it's going to happen in the workplace just as everybody's getting dragged back to the office. So here's how this is going to go down. Today, last day of summer. With the humidity, it's going to be 34 degrees Celsius. Tomorrow, after this cold front goes through tonight and brings all kinds of storms, the high is only 13. The difference between 34 and 13 is over 20 degrees. It's vast. And for you companies that don't have the, the, the HVAC system that just keeps it at the right temperature, you just sort of set it like mid-range or whatever. Tomorrow's going to be really cold because the AC is going to be blasting like crazy today. Then tomorrow it's going to be cold outside. And if your AC is still going, it's going to be freezing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to open windows and send people home. And we might as well just make tomorrow the holiday that we didn't get on Monday. Sure. I'm in. Tomorrow we will mourn the loss of summer.
0: It's <laughs> a national
1: day of mourning.
0: I have it's a love uh, hate though. Fall. I do enjoy fall. I do enjoy. I don't mind temperatures in the teens. I, I miss the summer nights mainly. That's what I miss about the summertime. But I'm I'm all good with fall. Fall's fine.
1: What are you uh, What are you thinking for today here? You want to go long? You want to do a short one? You tell me.
0: Oh, gosh. Well, if well, I, I say... I a lot
1: of stuff to talk about here.
0: Is there a lot of stuff going on? Well,
1: sort of. We're going to start off with something that may or may not affect you if you live in Waterloo Region or if you travel to Waterloo Region, the annual... Bavarian Festival, Oktoberfest, kicks off uh, Friday. Friday's the opening day, and it's going to last a little bit longer than it typically does this year. And this year, for the first time in over 50 years, they're doing something a little bit different. You'll still be able to go to all the fest halls and and dress up in your lederhosen and shit like that and drink as much beer as you want. No problem. But typically, when you go to the big Oktoberfest festivities, you meet... Miss Oktoberfest. Every year they crown a Miss Oktoberfest. Well, this year they've decided that they are going to continue to let the Miss Oktoberfest pageant be open to those between 19 and 29 years old, but of any gender. Mm -hmm. So it's not a Miss Oktoberfest. They've changed it now to Oktoberfest Ambassador. Some people are quite upset about this. KW Oktoberfest president Alan Kayan says the community has really changed a lot and they want ambassadors that are representative of the community and there may be more than one of them running around celebrating Oktoberfest. Yeah. Did they solve a problem for which there wasn't actually an issue here? Because I don't know that many people were complaining that Oktoberfest was a Miss Oktoberfest. I mean, it was always open to anybody. It never said you had to be a woman. But it was Miss Oktoberfest. And
0: look, Uncle Hans, who's like the, the the main dude, is a dude. So it's nice to have female representation, in my opinion. I always thought that the Miss Oktoberfest was fine. There's nothing... You know, I guess it depends who you ask, but there's nothing weird or sexualized about it. It's not a modeling competition. They really do ask. I have a girlfriend, actually, who was Miss Oktoberfest. It's quite the honor if it, you get it. Absolutely. I mean, she grew up in the area. It was an honor for her. She did a great job. And I have a friend who is a runner up as well. And they do ask you some, some questions about it. You have to know a thing or two about Oktoberfest. And it just happened that you had to be a, a female and you got to hang out with, you got to do, actually, it was work, like, to be honest with you. That was a job, a lot of work, very little and probably will still be for ambassador role. But you have to show up to like all the fest halls throughout the entire thing, uh, all the pre up. So this is like radio stations. You used to have to go and you you go inside and you go with Uncle Hans, to every radio station and be like and promote it. So it is. I mean, the Miss Oktoberfest was always an ambassador role. I mean, am I personally upset about it? No. Did I see a problem with it initially? No. Could I see that they had uh, received complaints from people who have nothing better to do with their time? Yeah. I could see some old disgruntled people saying that they didn't think it was fair. Maybe there's a couple people in there that wish that they could be an ambassador of sorts. People are asking a good question. Why couldn't you make an ambassador program on top of Miss Oktoberfest? But that also, I would argue, takes a lot of planning. There's a lot of planning and prep into this festival, which, by the way, has gone from it used to be like a week. Or two weekends basically it's like it's like three weeks long now so there's a lot of planning involved there's a lot of stuff in the air for people to do this time of year I, I don't hate it um let's see what happens because i think the most intriguing part for me wasn't just that it's an ambassador it could be multiple this could be best friends who grew up in the area um that, that love oktoberfest this could be a pair a set of twins or siblings that's kind of cool um, as long as you're fit within their guidelines of, what is it, eight, 19, what is it, 18 to 19? 19 to it has 29. To 19. Yeah, 19 to 29. So, uh, fine. I don't care. You have to be good with all the things they want you to do, though. You have to be a good speaker. Public speaking and all that stuff is is all in the package. Hmm.
1: We'll see what they come up with. Oktoberfest ambassadors instead of Miss Oktoberfest. That is now a thing of the past. Cat uh, multiple reports. Citing anonymous sources inside the government, this is almost funny because they're, they're not even making a secret about the fact that they're leaking this information now to try and wean people off the restrictions sure. and get them ready for the fact that things are about to change. By September 30th, the travel restrictions will essentially be gone in Canada. No more testing at the border, random or otherwise. No more mandatory use of the Arrive Can app. You can still use it. It'll just be optional. And they're also going to get rid of the vax mandate. Mm. You won't need to be fully vaccinated to come to Canada. If this is the case, and, and I don't know what the difference is between today and two weeks from now. I don't know what the difference is September 30th from, say, June 30th. I really don't know what the difference is, but these restrictions have been basically irrelevant for a long time, but they kept them in. I wonder if we'll ever get an estimate on how much we lost. And I don't mean how much we spent, how much we lost in that people were planning on going to on a trip and they could have come to Canada, but they said no. How many people were thinking about holding their conference in Canada, but said no, because not everybody's vaccinated. Uh How many different films could have been filmed here and created millions and millions of dollars in revenue. But they said no because the lead actor or actress isn't vaccinated and that just wasn't going to work. How many millions upon millions upon millions of dollars did we lose out on because we kept this in effect as long as we did.
0: So they're politicians. Obviously, they're going to spend that with, how many countless lives did we save by doing what we did? <laughs> You're how right, actually. many that, That's what people. they're going to do. And then they'll <laughs>
1: bust into a version of Bohemian Rhapsody, and life will go on.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever. This is long overdue. I'm glad it's going to happen. It's still uh, There's still going to be some restrictions in place following this. Is it, you have to, what about entering the States? Remind me, you have to be vaccinated to enter the States. Is that correct?
1: You still need two shots to get into America. I don't know how much longer they're going to keep that up because, and we talked about this yesterday. Joe Biden has said the pandemic is over. He said it plain as day. They asked, really, it's over? And he said, yes, the pandemic is over. Still a COVID problem, but the pandemic is over. So Dr. Fauci now, has come out and corrected that to say, well, we still got a problem with COVID. Relax. (laughs) Calm down, Joe. (laughs) You know, I think Fauci thought that once he got rid of Trump, he wasn't going to have to deal with this shit anymore, but here he goes having to correct stuff again. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much longer they're going to keep that mandate in place in America, but they really are like an Island unto their own. If even Canada drops the mandate and America's still got it, people are going to ask a lot of questions. So that's good news. It seems like we're going in the right direction, but Still with it for a sec. We got the inflation numbers yesterday. The inflation numbers were obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And, and some people are trying to take a victory lap. The Bank of Canada is probably like, see, see, all those interest rate hikes, they're working. They're not working. They're not working. Inflation is still 7%. And the only reason it's down a little bit from July to August is because gas prices went down. That has a major impact on inflation. But when you look, for example, in the different categories like groceries... inflation, 10.8% inflation at the grocery store alone.
0: And it's easy to see. It's easy to spot. It's crazy. It's it's nuts. I noticed too, because I've begun to do what um, I know that you do as well, which is kind of go through, pick through the flyers. Now I'm at that stage where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to spend an obnoxious amount of money on a quart of strawberries, for example. But over here at, uh, let's say here at Loblaws, it's this price, but holy moly, it's only, it's on for 250 over at Food Basics. And I'm noticing in those places that have the deals, I feel like people are doing the same thing shopping at multiple places. Yep. Those places are packed. Mm hmm. Um, those more discounty type vibe grocery stores, specifically, I'm price noticing. shopper
1: and food basics are lit twenty four yes. seven all day.
0: They really are, and I'm sure they're seeing an increase. And I don't know if they've ever, if they've released that information or not, but i i I could see it. I could see it happening. An uptick for sure, because people are just doing what they can because the inflation's insane.
1: Well, yesterday. And again, the Bank of Canada says they want to tamp down inflation by raising interest rates, which people can't afford. We know that this is a thing that is really, truly hurting Canadian families. We know that. Yesterday, the Bank of Canada's, Canada's deputy governor, Paul Beaudry, acknowledged the governments and central banks should have withdrawn the stimulus measures earlier as the economy was recovering from the pandemic. He was doing a speech at the U of W, and he yesterday said, in hindsight, that likely would have kept a lid on inflation. In other words, they kept the taps on way too long because they wanted to keep up the theater, and and they were paying people to stay home, and we were wasting money on all kinds of shit like those testing programs. There was all the money we lost. There were all the – I don't have a problem with the supports. For people that lost their job or had to stay home. But basically, we kept everything going way too long. That Mm -hmm. caused us to spend too much money. And now we're in an inflationary issue. So if the Bank of Canada is already saying we kept the taps on too long and in hindsight, oh, fuck you, Bank of Canada, saying words like in hindsight, maybe that was a mistake. Because I know that several years from now, they'll come out and say, in hindsight, those interest rate hikes that we leveled on people in 2022 were probably a bad idea. You can't have hindsight in this. We don't pay you to have hindsight. We pay you to fix the problem and look ahead. Well, they didn't do their job the first time. And because of that, interest rates are going to go up again in October. Again, another interest rate hike in October when we've got the deputy governor of the Bank of Canada saying, in hindsight, we probably should have stopped the stimulus much sooner than we did. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot. Now you've got all of us in this horrible situation where people are making a choice. (sighs) Do I risk it and buy three apples or should I just buy two boxes of KD? Yeah,
0: honestly. Because
1: that's really the decision that it's coming down to.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Two boxes of KD might be a family meal one night, whereas we all know those apples would probably be a lot healthier. But these are the choices that people are facing right now. And it's ridiculous that it came to that. So the Bank of Canada has completely lost the script. They are out of control, and I cannot say that enough. If you ever get an opportunity to talk to one of your federal leaders, you better tell them, start paying attention to monetary policy, because this is how we ended up in this problem. Uh, In the U.S., they're considering a couple of different policy changes that I think are probably good. I'm trying to remember how long ago it was that we suggested this. I'm thinking it was at least a year ago, maybe even two years ago. Mm The suggestion was, because of all of the drunk driving stories and the tragedies that come out of drunk driving, maybe it wouldn't be such a stretch. Maybe it wouldn't be that big an inconvenience or that big an expense if an in what do they call those things? An ignition interlock.
0: Yeah, ignition the, interlock system, which is when you do you know you blow into the doohickey there, and then it'll allow you to start your car as long as you register a zero. I assume blood alcohol level.
1: Yeah, convicted drunk drivers are often ordered to have one installed mm-hmm. in their car, and their car won't start if there's alcohol in their breath. We suggested maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea to just make them standard equipment on a car. When you buy a new car, it's just going to come with an in- ignition interlock, and it could be hidden away it could be nice and sleek it could fit the decor of the car it doesn't have to be this big imposing thing like it is now but they could probably find a way to integrate them well here we go apparently at the u.s national transportation safety board listens to after nine cat because they're now recommending all new vehicles be equipped with blood alcohol monitoring systems that can stop an intoxicated person from driving
0: good it's about damn time It's about damn time.
1: I think that this is smart. I know people are going to claim that this is a violation of their rights. Some people are going to say this is overreach. Some people are instinctively in their head trying to figure out a way around it. Like, oh, I'll just get my passenger to blow for me. Or, well, what if a drunk driver just gets like their kid to blow for them?
0: Yeah. Could you imagine? Stop and think about
1: that (laughs) for just a sec. You're so drunk that you can't start your car, but you want to drive with your kid in the car so you get the kid to blow? Or Get anything, even
0: like what kind of a horrible friend would sit there and be like, oh, I'll blow for you so you can go drive away. Sure, no problem. That that the chances of that happening are slim. Could it happen? Y- y- yeah, sure, of course it can happen. Now, by the way, you to can those pay people, a stranger to blow to those people who you mentioned that that have them in their car currently as part of a, a punishment, if you will. That does I'm sure from time to time. But I don't care who you are. Nobody should be opposed to this because this will save lives. And if there's something that will save lives and save people from making stupid mistakes or know, knowingly or unknowingly, right? Because there might be even those people who are next day drivers. Like, oh, I had a few last night, everything's fine. Let me just, oh, fuck, I can't drive yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and then you have that realization of, oh my gosh, I'm not well in the morning. I'm not good in the morning to drive. So there, I, I, I don't understand. I, I t- like to me, there's no way that people should be against this. I am for having these in. I know the other thing is, oh, great, the cost is going to go up. You know what? Oh, how much is it going to be? I mean, we don't know that at this point, I guess, but if they have to tack on another even thousand dollars to my car, which is going to cost however much money, let's say you're spending 40 grand on a car, spend an extra thousand to put this in place. I say, yes, I'm good with it.
1: Mandatory safety equipment. That's what it would be. And again, I'm very sensitive to government overreach. I know that you don't want the government in your car any more than you want them in your bedroom or in your home. I get that. But this is just one of those things that actually would save lives. I also think that there's a lot of people out there who once they start drinking, lose the ability to make proper judgments. And if you're drunk, we can't count on you to make a good decision. And mm-hmm. that's why so many people think, no, nah, I'm probably fine. I'm good. Well, it's easy to say you're good when you're already down to six pack. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, I think if I got in the car and the technology said, You shouldn't be driving because there's too much alcohol in your breath. I'd probably be shocked, but I'd appreciate that knowledge. I tried out those keychain breathalyzers that you Mm -hmm. can buy at like Bed Bath & Beyond, and I found that they're they're not as sensitive as I want them to be, and I didn't quite trust it. There was one time where I wasn't driving. I was at home, but I just wanted to try it out. I'd had a few beers, so I thought, I'm going to blow, and it said I could drive. It didn't give me the, the crazy alert. And I thought, that's weird. I've had three pints of beer. I, I would have thought that at three pints of beer, yep. it would have said no, yep. no, no. But it still hadn't registered yet. And we all process alcohol differently. That's why you could blow a zero when you leave the house. But by the time you get pulled over 20 minutes later, mm-hmm. you're way over the limit. It just takes a while for it to go through your system and yeah. different people metabolize differently. I do think that this is a good idea and I know we're not all going to agree on it, but if they make that law, frankly, I'm okay with it.
0: And where are we at with the law uh, with something being implemented here for the back seats of cars to ensure that nobody leaves behind any any children or pets for that matter, I suppose.
1: I think we've still got to go through the cycle. The problem is when they order something to be standard included on a vehicle, it takes a long time to go through yeah. that process. I mean,
0: too long, though. Some of these things should just be in place as soon as This should be a priority. My opinion.
1: There's one more thing that I want to mention. Uh, as adults under the age of 65 are becoming more and more aware of their own anxiety, there's a suggestion from a leading panel of U.S. doctors that we should regularly be screened for anxiety. Hmm. The U.S. Preventative Service Task Force published draft guidance recommending doctors to screen patients even when they don't show symptoms. They say amongst women, there are 40% of women, adult women, who at some point in their lives experience anxiety. It's one in four men that Mm -hmm. experience anxiety in their lifetime. It's one of the most common mental health issues. But people don't like to think of it as a mental health issue. They just think of it as a temporary setback. Like, oh, I I don't feel right. I don't really want to do this. And and they can either self-medicate or power through Mm -hmm. or just avoid it altogether. I I think those are your three options at this point.
0: I think those numbers are higher too. I I mean, I I think that there's a lot of people who suffer with anxiety that don't realize they do. Maybe they just feel it because how would you know? You know, if that's your life and that's always how you've been. And for some people, they've had anxiety since... They can remember even like you know preteen years. They've had anxieties. Maybe it's a social anxiety. Um, maybe every time something's mentioned, you you just think, but you think it's a normal thing just because you've grown up with it. Because I think anxiety is one of those things that doesn't just happen out of nowhere. From what I I mean, from what I know and understand, like anxiety is one of those things that I think I feel I feel like everybody has a form or another of anxiety, and it, to to know it to. Find out and speak to a professional about it who can confirm, yes, you do suffer from anxiety. Great. What are some exercise? And usually that comes with exercises for those who wonder like, well, I don't want to be put on pain meds. I'm not or something like that. No, you know what? There's a lot of things that you can get through anxiety with. I have like a friend of mine is a, a therapist and I forget the actual title of what she does, but she's a therapist in, in this area. And so she knows tricks, tips and techniques to get yourself through any anxiety attacks. And maybe you're thinking, well, I don't have anxiety attacks, so I can't have anxiety. That's not true either. You can absolutely have anxiety and it could be in different areas of your life. It could have to do with work. Again, something could trigger it. Something could trigger an anxiety. It could be um, something again, like people think it's a fear to, you know, oh, it's kind of a fear to be like enclosed in a small area. No, I mean, that's an anxiety of types, you Mm -hmm. know? So I I think it's knowledge is power. And to know that you have an anxiety, it kind of probably helps you to live your life and to know that it's normal to have it. Like, again, I feel like everybody has an anxiety or another. I do.
1: I think so. I do. Me too. You know, it's funny because I have for so many years, the majority of my life been doing public speaking and events and stuff like that. And it occurred to me and it wasn't even that long ago. Shit. Every time I'm going to go on stage, I knock back a beer real quick. I always chug a beer before I go on stage. And I thought, I'm not doing that because I like beer. I'm not doing that because I want some extra confidence. I'm doing that to calm my nerves and my anxiety about having to go up there. And then I thought, well, that's impossible. I do this all the time. And I've never really been easy with it. But once I stop and look inward, I realized, yeah, I really am kind of uncomfortable doing shit like that. Mm. So uh, that had helped, but that's obviously not healthy either, having to chug a beer just to go on stage. It also doesn't look good in front of the crowd when I sneak off behind the curtain and pound back <laughs> a Stella. It
0: makes me laugh.
1: <laughs> you've seen that Every firsthand and, no, and yeah Hang on, I mean, just one beer and then we'll go
0: yeah and my anxiety similar i also I, I get anxious in like rooms uh where i'm not where i feel like i'm not welcome to like i don't know if that's a thing but uh there's that there, for me it's public speaking absolutely because i could talk to people one-on-one all day long if we're at an event at a station event let's say by the setup I could talk to you all day. I want to meet your family and your uncle. You bring over your friend there. Let's talk. Let's get to to know each other one-on-one. You put me up on a stage to say a few words. Forget about it. Forget about it. But it's always labeled as something, right? It's, oh, you just have stage fright. It's normal. And and yes, again, all of these anxieties are normal, but they are forms of anxiety.
1: Here's what worries me is they want doctors as part of your annual checkup to screen you for anxiety. Uh. And while I do generally trust doctors, some of them, most of them, I, I don't know that they're the best people to do it for two reasons. Number one, we have a whole other fleet of professionals that are mental health experts. I almost think it should be up to them to do it because they're specifically trained for it. Number two is doctors prescribe medication. That's what doctors do. When there's something wrong with you, they're almost always going to write you a script and send you off to the pharmacy and get you some drugs. Well,
0: that's the thing. I, I want this to be a drug-free thing. I really do. Yeah. Because I don't believe it needs to be treated with drugs. All the, And every situation doesn't anyway.
1: Case in point, I mean, I've told everybody on the pod about how my ankle was all messed up from a golf injury many, many, many years ago. Well, as predicted, it is now having an impact on my back and then on the other side of my body. And the doctor looked at it and said, Ah, eh, you're fine. You know, put a brace on it for a couple of weeks. It'll go back to normal. Didn't even touch it. And and that's not right. That's not the right diagnosis. Mm-hmm. He got that completely wrong. But when I started seeing the osteopath, which so many great listeners recommended to me last week, I had another mm-hmm. treatment yesterday. And when I started seeing the acupuncturist, it is remarkable to me how effective that is. Acupuncture brought swelling down so fucking quick, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. The acupuncturist has me breathing better. He opened up my chest yesterday and was trying to rub air bubbles out of my lungs. It was crazy. He had me bending and contorted like crazy, and every time he said, okay, push, 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 release. And every time I did, I got this incredible feeling of relaxation when he just put me back the way I was supposed to be. I've just worked my way out of it over the years. That was amazing. But I don't know many doctors that are going to say, you should go uh, see a... uh, uh, an acupuncturist. You, you should go see uh, yeah. uh, whomever. They don't seem to do that. They really like their drugs.
0: I, I hope when it comes to the screeners for doctors that it really is. It's a screener. It's an initial consult. That's all it really is. So if I'm, if I'm giving you a screener as your doctor, I go through the list. And it's likely a lot of questions. Uh, explain your feelings. A, B, C, D. How do you feel about this? Blah, blah. If there's any flags with that screener, like, holy shit, I think that this guy needs to be looked at. That's when you get referraled. To referred to someone else who is a professional who can properly, again, I hope techniques and whatnot over drugs or l- drugs should be the last resort.
1: Yeah. I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in today's medical community to recognize that there's other things out there that help besides taking a pill or a needle. So here's hoping they get this right when they get around to doing it, but it's an official recommendation. So I'm happy to see that. Um, Prime Minister is in New York right now. He's at the UN General Assembly. Fun, fun. Good, good. He's really taking it on the chin. I'm not all that upset still about him doing the Bohemian Rhapsody in the lobby of the hotel at the Queen's funeral. I
0: guess some people thought it was like a poor taste to do a Queen song.
1: Around the world, though, people are going nuts. Like, this is a big story in some countries about how... Uh, inappropriate or disrespectful. It was of the prime minister to do that. Uh, I, he's done a lot of inappropriate and disrespectful things. I just don't happen to feel this is one of them. But
0: for everybody who's saying it's inappropriate, there's another person saying they're fine with it and they think it's charming. Yeah. So you have to keep that in mind too. He's
1: uh he really does not like being at home. He does not like it at all. He has been traveling for months and, and I thought after the queen's funeral, he'll come back. Oh, 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 wait. No, he's going to stop at the U.N. General Assembly. Okay, fine. At least he's not that far away. It's only an hour. Back to the GTA. He'll come back. Now he's announced that when he's done at the U.N. General Assembly, he's going over for a tour of Japan he does not want to sit in the house of commons and answer any questions right now. And the fact that he keeps finding trips to go to, this is his second funeral in a week.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this funeral wasn't obviously planned in advance. This is a funeral we're talking about. I don't know why the funerals. Now the guy died six weeks ago. Okay. So I assume there's reasons, or maybe it's a traditional thing. I don't know why either. Um, but he, So he would have known about the state? Yeah. But he just kind of like decided? I don't That's know. Interesting. I mean, yeah. I, if he had okay. a better
1: offer in Canada, maybe he would have gone to that. I'm really not sure. But either way, it's another overseas trip. The Parliamentary Press Gallery must fucking love this because they get to go on all these trips. Yep. And they don't really have that big a job. When you're on one of those trips, the prime minister's itinerary is usually fairly light. Like, oh, one o'clock, he'll meet this leader and do a photo op and answer a few questions. Then you're done. Otherwise, you file your report and then enjoy wherever you are for free. Go get
0: yourself some sake. And yeah, enjoy. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Enjoy yeah. the sushi. See you tomorrow. Bye. That's all it
1: is. Well, oh, they must be having a great time. Uh, let's switch gears here and get to a couple things. I want to talk about Adam Levine in a sec, but sure. how many coffees a day are you drinking now?
0: Uh, no, two. Two? Two.
1: Yeah. Every year they ask people about their coffee drinking habits. This is partially how stores and chains like Starbucks and Tim's base their ordering. This sure. is how grocery stores order in, what they're going to do. And, and these numbers really matter. They say the average coffee drinker is now drinking two cups per day. It takes them, on average, 21 minutes to finish each cup of coffee, and they will refuse to pay more than $3 for a regular-sized coffee.
0: I say I fall into that category 100%. How is Starbucks still in business then? But that, see, and for me, I will go to Starbucks, but that's a treat. So I'll usually treat myself to a latte, for example, on a Friday. That's usually my treat. And I don't drink coffee past a certain hour. Like when we do the morning show, that's when I have my two coffees. That's it. I'm done for the whole day. Mm. But if it's a Friday, I don't mind having some in the afternoon. But that's because coffee truly impacts me. Right. So you I will it. stay up later. Right. And I can't do that during the week. So everybody's everybody's different, blah, blah. But I have no problem spending the five bucks, six bucks at Starbucks to treat myself once a week, knowing that I'm saving money because usually I'll do a, a K-cup in the morning, maybe I'll get a Tim's depending, but usually I agree with that. No more than three bucks is what I'm willing to spend average.
1: Tim's is really creeping up there too. I mean, some of the locations are charging over two bucks for a medium, especially if you oh. stop at the on routes and places like that. I remember
0: when that used to be an XL or used to get like an, well, I don't know if anybody else used to get an XL. I did. But when I got an XL, it was always, I think it was two bucks at one point. I don't even know how, I don't even feel like that was that long ago, sadly.
1: Now they're charging that much for a medium and it's crazy, but they keep changing the sizes. So a lot of people don't even really realize people probably had a throwback in their mind when you just Mm -hmm. said an XL, that was the size of a fucking thermos.
0: Humongous. It was massive. Way too
1: much coffee for one sitting. Well,
0: they still have XL. Do they? Yes, they do. Yeah. I've ordered an XL. How big is it now? It's the same. It's the same. I don't think it's changed. I feel like it's, it's, it's big. Like it's a 20, it's like 20 ounces of coffee. It's a lot of coffee.
1: So I make a coffee. Maybe when it's I'm, more. I don't know. I've got about a 45-minute drive to work. So I make a coffee every morning, drink it in the car. When I get to work, I will make two coffees. So I'm at three coffees by, say, 11 a.m. That's it. No more coffee. Until around 4 or 5 o'clock. And that's when I get into... The coffees that I like, the good stuff. That's espresso. when I get into the espresso. Right. Every now and again, if the girlfriend wants a cappuccino or something, I'll make one for her. I'm not a huge fan of those, but every now and again, I'll make myself uh, for a treat. I'll make a flat white or I'll make uh, sure. an Americano at home, something like that. But they asked people in addition, what kind of coffee are you drinking? One in five say they're a drip coffee kind of person. That would be like what we'd get at Tim's, right? right? Okay. 16% espresso, 14% are drinking the cold brews. That's the third most wow, popular kind.
0: Really, Cold brew is cold their fruit. first
1: instinctive go-to. 13% go for a pour over.
0: Okay, that's fancy
1: schmancy. A little bit. What do you pair with coffee, cat? If I just sat a fresh coffee down in front of you and said, what do you want? Let me get you anything you need. Tell me what you want.
0: I, like what I, what I usually do is nothing. Like I just have coffee.
1: My mom, for example, is a big cookie person. She right. likes cookies with her coffee. And I get
0: that. I think baked goods or something like that, that goes hand in hand with coffee, I think.
1: Some people, they'll like, a, uh, maybe they want like a pound cake or or a coffee cake or something like that. There's all kinds of different options. But the number one most popular choice is chocolate. 43% oh. say the best thing to have with their coffee is Chocolate. Chocolate. Hard to disagree. It's just not always accessible. I mean,
0: chocolate's good with a lot of things. It's just, I, I don't think that would, like, what, it's like a bar of chocolate? Like, what kind of chocolate are we talking about here? Any kind, I guess.
1: The second most popular is breads. So... Breads. I don't think they mean like a slice of Wonder Bread. I I don't think that's what they mean. They mean
0: like a banana bread, like a loaf. Does that count?
1: See if that's what they're talking about, hundred percent. I get that.
0: I get a loaf. I'll I'll take a banana
1: bread or something like that, carrot uh, cake or something like that. I I would do that during a coffee session. Yeah, no problem. Now if they want me just non like a fucking dinner roll
0: or something, (laughs) I've never seen anybody pair
1: (laughs) dinner roll. I would have appreciated a little more specificness in that one. Yeah. 31% 31% want cheese with their coffee. Yeah, I can see that. Sure. I guess. Fruits, 26%. That's a weird one for me. If you're sitting there drinking a coffee and just mowing yeah. down on pineapple and cantaloupe.
0: Is that just because people put that, to and to do, like, put that together with breakfast? They're just like, coffee, breakfast, fruit, great. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't, not, like it wouldn't be a pairing I would think would be that good, but okay.
1: Um, okay, while we're doing numbers. What's the longest you've ever waited in line for something?
0: Oh, my gosh. That's a good question. It's uh, coming up
1: because of the Queen's funeral. And there right. were some people that waited like almost a day to, to view the <laughs> like Queen's David casket. Beckham?
0: Yeah. Um, okay. I think for me, uh, the only thing that comes to mind is uh, passport office. Oh, that's the worst. I have also waited in line a long time, COVID times. When, like, Best Buy, I remember specifically, it was, I feel like it might have been around Christmas time, and we had to wait outside before you were able to get in remember when we used to have to wait outside guys remember that time oh no more <laughs> than one weird, person in the store <laughs> and a weird time in history man wear a mask and wash your hands think, if you want
1: to go and buy a router it was
0: so ridiculous too because i think for best buy which we can all picture a best buy it was like five people it's like the stupidest fucking thing even if one person's over at the computers and i'm over i just want to go buy something on the other side it's a cell phone case nope sorry you can't gotta wait for this guy to get out Anyway, I do remember waiting so a long stupid. time. We did so many dumb, dumb things during COVID. So I don't know if that counts. So if it doesn't, I'd say passport, waiting for my turn at the passport office, that kind of thing. Boring yeah. shit. Shit I'm don't do- I don't even want to do. I don't want to be there, but I'm waiting because I got to go through the motions.
1: People took this poll to find out how long people wait in line or how long they're willing to wait in line. And for the vast majority of us, it's only about an hour or two. 42% said an hour or less, including 15% who've never waited more than 30 minutes in line.
0: I remember, I just dawned on me when you said that is that I did have an hour or wait in line for the Harry Potter ride at Universal. I did. And you know what? It was worth it. But I was there for an hour.
1: And and you're absolutely right. It is a phenomenal attraction. I didn't even think of the theme parks.
0: Theme parks. Yeah. How
1: many people waited two, three hours to get on Leviathan when it first opened up or something like that?
0: Fricks don't even let you do a fast pass for those. So yeah, I think I was waiting. I might have been waiting over an hour for that.
1: One in four people say they've waited up to two hours. 15% have waited three or four hours for something. There's
0: nothing I'll wait in line for four hours for. I'm telling you, nothing. 3% have waited
1: in line longer than eight hours. And I'm trying to figure out what's worth standing around and waiting for eight hours. What the
0: hell were you doing? And I don't want to talk about weird circumstances like, well, you would wait if the scenario was this. No, no. Normal things Nobody should be waiting eight hours. I'm waiting for the (laughs) BTS (laughs)
1: pop-up shop at Yorkdale to open.
0: But people do do that.
1: Yes. People do
0: it. They absolutely do. And I bet you some of those people who filled that out were waiting. Old school back in the day, you used to have to physically wait in line for concert tickets too, didn't you?
1: You did have to wait in line. I remember having to go to like... You can go to Ticketmaster Outlet or Sunrise Records to buy your tickets. And it was lined up for blocks. Mm -hmm. It seems like we were still faster, though. It seems like we were more efficient back then. Even the online process has gotten completely screwed up. And that's why people are paying thousands of dollars to go to a concert now.
0: Because people can find a way around it. Like people who are good with computers and whatnot, you know, those people, they end up scoring like 50 Pairs of tickets. Uh, when it when it was first come, first serve physically, you have to, if you loved something or a band, if you loved the Backstreet Boys, whatever it was, you stand there and you wait. And it was kind of part of the fun process because you get to know other people in line who have a common l- interest in Backstreet Boys. And I remember that being a thing, but you don't see that anymore.
1: Never again, though. No, never again. If I see a line that's got... A group of people that looks like they may be <laughs> slow or this might take a while, I, I will keep it. on going. Yeah. I don't care hate what it. it is. I will go somewhere else and come back or I'll just decide I don't need it. I don't care that bad. <laughs> if yeah. it's a Black Friday sale or a yeah. big Boxing Day sale, which, yeah, we're going to be talking about all of that in the next few months. Uh, what are we at here? September 21st. It's so a couple so months,
0: couple months. It's November or something.
1: About three months from now, we'll all be off for our Christmas break. <laughs>
0: It's crazy to think about weird to think about it like that.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm not doing any more waiting though.
0: No, I'm, I'm with you and I'll do the same thing by the way. I don't care if it's Costco. I don't care what it is. I look at the line first and if it's not happening, I'm like, "Mm -mm, not worth it. I'll come back another time. (laughs) Time is money. People value your time.
1: So here's the scenario. You are going to sit down and watch a movie with your partner. Mm -hmm. Would you say you and him are on the same page when it comes to movies? Roughly, roughly, roughly. This is another thing that they spend a lot of time studying, mainly those social majors.
0: And what about you, by the way?
1: Uh, her and I similar. So
0: here's the but thing. I know you don't like movies. Does she? Uh, ish, I think. ish, I think. We're okay. both
1: busy. I mean, she's busier than yeah, I am. Yeah, if which you is do weird, have the time but. though.
0: But the context of this question was: you have the time. You decide. Do you agree on the movie?
1: The thing is no, but I'm still really bad at telling when she's being serious or she's just saying something to appease me. And if she doesn't really care, she'll probably just go along with whatever I want to watch. So I typically, if I'm going to put on a movie, movie will either go to something that I know and love a blast from the past or a comedy Whereas she's a little more into, uh, like the rom cons and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. That would be more her thing. Like I think a lot of people do. I think that's the way a lot of relationships are. And this backs that up. What uh, men and women don't like watching the same movies is the title of this. (laughs) Women, they say, are far more interested in a happy ending. Men are twice as likely to want a sex scene in a film. As proven by a study of 2,000 adults, the study found that both sexes agreed, for once, that a cunning plot twist was an integral part of any movie. Sure, a good plot twist makes it fun. More than half of men feel an action sequence is essential Mm. to the perfect movie, compared to women who actually preferred a happy ending to explosions and violence. I just can't. I have no time for those action movies. I just, oh, really? Is there a big car chase scene? Bye. Really? I have no interest I like
0: the action. I like the action. I'm into that.
1: No. I'm into it. I would be more the the rom-com kind of person. I mean, hey, if you want to put that on, it's nice and chill. I don't need to think about it too much. I'm sure there's a plot to it, but it really doesn't matter because by the end, I'll have figured the whole thing (laughs) out.
0: Everyone gets together at the end anyway. You know? So, I mean,
1: great. New Fast movie coming out? Good. You go have a good time because I won't be anywhere near that. If they make a fault in our stars, part two, sign me up. Let's go. I'll wait in line for that.
0: <laughs> Didn't someone die in that one? Spo- yeah. Spoiler
1: alert. That'd be a weird sequel, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh God, I don't know how sequel. that would work oh God, out.
0: God, I was sequel. just trying to think of a movie off the top of my
1: head. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, notebook part two, still writing. I, I don't know. I've actually never seen the notebook.
0: You've never. No, okay, Ready, know. ready. You have to take it. You've never seen the notebook? No. Oh my gosh, it is the You said you like rom-coms. I think that this kind of falls under that category. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Great. I know.
1: I just there's it's very, very nice. few very hours good. in the week that I have to available to I watch know. a movie. I
0: don't even bother telling you to watch it anymore. You know me and I know you. You're not going to watch it. I'm not going to tell you to watch it. I'm just saying that that's Something you should be ashamed of. right? That's see, all.
1: on Mondays, I would love to come in and say, oh, fuck, did you see Stefan Diggs yesterday? What a game. Bills won. It was great. Yeah, no. I'd love to do that, but I know you didn't no, watch it. That's, so I think that I'm that's not even going to bother.
0: I'm, that's why we're respecting each other. We got each other I'm not out. going to tell you to watch it. I'm just saying, if you, if you do have it upon it, obviously, the world would probably say, yeah, watch it, Scott, because everybody loves it.
1: I get that. Nah, one of these days, per- I'll shock the shit out of you and just start dropping lines from oh, the movie just I'd to see if you that. notice. Oh,
0: I would. Just to see if I you do. I would.
1: Finally, uh, an Australian dating coach, her name is Ann, says there are five things that are a turnoff when you go out on a date with somebody.
0: Oh, there's more than five things that are a turnoff. But what does right? she say are the top How much five? time you got? <laughs> yeah. I'll add to that I list. I tell you a lot, but okay, go ahead.
1: Number one, seeking compliments or validation about yourself. Oh, seeking
0: compliments,
1: huh? Let me run down the whole top five and then we'll break it down. Okay, all right. Avoiding answering questions and not being an open book. Using your date as a therapist to complain about your problems. Putting yourself down. And if you continue to interrupt the other person when they're speaking. Mm -hmm. If you have been on a date with someone who did any of these things, where did you meet this person? And why did you agree to go (laughs) out with them? What's
0: wrong with Some you? Some people might be different in text form is what I'm thinking than they are in real life, right? Because you, you, I think that the on, meet you online first, which is probably the number one way that people hook up now, is get, you feel more confident behind the screen of your phone or whatever. I don't think anybody uses a physical computer to do that anymore. But you, know, you feel a little more confident maybe. And then you get to that point and you're like, okay, I'm not actually that person. So maybe you all of a sudden seem different.
1: I want to know what happens on this date. But I also think that they should start televising first dates. I think that would be so
0: awkward. I can't stand watching those awkward things happen, though. Imagine a hidden camera
1: kind of show that is first date conversations. If you go on a date with somebody and the first thing they do is start complaining to you about how rough their life is.
0: Get the fuck out. Yeah, you get out quick. Oh,
1: shit. Look how late it is. I (laughs) got to (laughs) go.
0: They're like, it's an 11 o'clock lunch date. What do you mean? Yeah, it's late. Can't do it. Very late. I gotta get up. Early. Time's early. flying,
1: and we're like twelve hours from eleven p.m. And I—that's just cutting it too close.
0: My bedtime prep takes twelve whole hours, <laughs> so I gotta
1: go. Seriously, you sit down on a first date, and the conversation is, "Yeah, my wife left me, took all the money. Fucking kids don't like me. And my car is on its last legs, and I don't even know if my job's gonna get me through anymore. Like, I—I I don't know how I'm gonna pay rent this month.
0: Who are you dating?" No, nobody wants to hear that. It's a
1: first date. You no. put your best foot forward. If you're putting yourself yeah. down in anything less than a totally ironic or or fun way. No
0: in one. And not even even that should be like a one joke. Max, you, you don't even need to be self-deprecating constantly. Even if you think it's even if it's your humor, like chill out on the first date a little bit. OK,
1: exactly. Seeking compliments or validation about yourself. What, what is that like yeah. uh, hey did you see I rolled up in a in an Audi What do you think of that? Yeah uh, do you like that Yeah, yeah like, check I, out my watch it's a roll
0: Also like what do you think about my pictures? You never really said anything about this picture on my profile What about that picture? I could see that being a thing maybe yeah. Hey, I don't know if you noticed or
1: not but uh, I used to be brunette. You, did you see what the pictures in my profile? I, yeah. I'm, I'm blonde now. what do you, uh, do you like that? Yeah. Uh, no 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 no, yeah. no, and it's, no it's
0: supposed to be a, it's supposed to be about getting to know the other person, right? And of course, they can ask you questions and you can answer, but it goes both ways. It's not just about you.
1: Avoiding answering questions and not being an open book. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't need to be an FBI interrogation. No. But if you're asking questions and they're avoiding the question like, so uh, uh, tell me about your family. And all they'll say is, yeah, I got a family. So let's <laughs> talk about you. Yeah. No, there's, no. A, there's a flag there. I know. Yeah. Cause you're well, on- what do you do for fun? Uh, yeah, stuff, stuff, I just yeah. do stuff, you know, mainly just like online. Uh, anyway, let's talk about you. That's a red flag. It's a total red flag. You
0: need to know this shit. Yeah. The, the person needs to know who you are and if they can't get anywhere. Imagine how closed off you, you can give a little bit. Even if you're a private person, you can give a little bit, you know, do with whatever comfort level, but there's no way you can't give up anything or else don't expect a second date.
1: And if you continue to interrupt someone else when they're speaking, that is a turnoff. It always has been, Mm -hmm. whether it's on a date, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, nobody likes being interrupted. Why would you not let them finish what they're saying before you respond? You need to hear before you can talk. If you're interrupting them on a first date consistently, regularly, not like there was a little lull in the conversation and you accidentally cut them off. That happens, and especially in the awkwardness of a first date. Totally get it. Sure. I mean, like they're in the middle of making a point and you just interrupt them and start talking about something else or responding when they haven't even
0: made their point. Yeah. And that goes beyond like nerves. We're not talking nerves. Like you said, awkwardness of a first date. That's probably people who are a little uh, high on themselves. You know what I mean? That just don't realize, hey, there's someone across from me that I should be getting to know. So I should shut my mouth. And like you said, listen to what they have to say. I just don't know who would go on a date with these people. Yeah. Oh,
1: well, he interrupts me a lot and he doesn't really talk about himself. He won't really tell me anything about his past or anything like that. And but I got a free lunch. And he kept asking me if I like his hair like that and if I noticed his car outside. Weird, man. Yeah. These are all red flags. Red flags. Listen to the flags.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: it's also part of your anxiety, too.
0: Full
1: circle. Full circle. Have yourselves a great uh, hump day, everybody. There is a good chance that we could get some nasty storms today because it's going to be very humid and then a cold front comes in and that's what's going to make tomorrow very cold and all of us have an air conditioning crisis if your work has not turned the air conditioning off
0: We're all going to get sick too, aren't we?
1: This is the time when we yeah. all get sick okay. and they're going to blame it on COVID. And if it's not, <laughs> and if it's not COVID, they're going to say, see,
0: the vaccine works. I have something very normal tonight. I have like a, I'm going to my daughter's school. They're actually doing like the come meet the teacher nights again. Like it's actually happening. Is like it full curriculum? Full Full fledged. No.
1: Not curriculum night. No. Eh? It's not just not to meet curriculum. the teacher.
0: Yeah. It's an open house kind of deal. Really? Yeah. How are you yes. feeling about that? Good good. Yeah. Normalcy.
1: We should be doing a lot more.
0: I'm speaking of interrogations. I'm going to go in there and interrogate. No, I'm just kidding. I won't.
1: Do the teachers know who you are and what you do?
0: Yeah. The, what my daughters do. Yeah. They're, they're, they're Hey, Hey guys, what's up? They are, they're fans.
1: Does the, like the principal or the administrator know like, Oh, we have so a celebrity mom in our school. Get
0: this. We have a new principal this year. So that's uh, who I'm going to meet.
1: Oh, right, yeah. right, right. You're going to meet the principal too. I'm going to meet the principal. Did you ask to meet the principal or did they ask to meet no. you?
0: No, um, no, this is just an open house, open for everybody. Oh, you're just going to walk in and... I'm going to stroll on in.
1: Waste a little bit of their time.
0: Right, I will. All right. They're working at night, poor suckers. I feel bad for them.
1: Right, right. Uh, You could ask some questions of the principal just to get a gauge of... of What do you suggest? Ask him about that teacher at Oakville Trafalgar High School in Oakville there with the gigantic prosthetic breasts. Ask what they think about that and if they'd ever allow that in that school. And then sit down because you're going to get about an hour and a half long answer that will be the most politically correct answer no. you've ever heard See, in your I life.
0: I don't have that kind of time. I'm not doing it. <laughs> no.
1: Nope. Uh, no, you know what? Uh, admins are great. And, and, and it's good to know your your kid's principal. And uh, I think you'll have a great time, as good a time as you can have I'm at sure. your kid's school. Yeah, it's mean,
0: a, Here's a classroom.
1: Are you going to get conned? Here's con- another
0: classroom. Are
1: you going to get conned into joining like parent council or one of those type groups? I
0: already, I, they already asked and I already said no for now no for now really you don't want to when, plan dance-a-thons and hand out slices of pizza yeah, once a week I don't mind helping out and I truly I truly don't mind helping out and I want to be involved but I'll, I'll wait till at least both kids are in the school both kids aren't in the school yet
1: all right well good luck with that I'm doing something very normal myself what are tonight. you doing I'm going to lay on the couch
0: <laughs> no but, have an espresso uh, uh, <laughs> yes
1: absolutely tonight is my uh my right night
0: what the heck is that now
1: this is when I do all my writing for my weekend shows, oh, radio shows. I didn't like, know what
0: kind of right it was. W-R-I-T-E. Yes. Okay.
1: So Wednesday at my place is right night. And and everybody knows, okay, Scott's busy on Wednesday nights, So leave him alone. He's going to be writing in the basement. Scott only uses his right hand tonight.
0: <laughs> what kind of a weird night is that? Yeah, I
1: only use my right hand and I spout very extremist views. And I... I I'm
0: never wrong on right night. No, nope, I...
1: I do all the things. I keep walking, but I end up right back at the same place because I always lean to the right while I do it. He
0: walks in circles to the right. Okay, I get it now. W R I. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Wednesdays, I'm busy. Have a great night, everybody. A <laughs> uh, great Clearly day, everybody. I have to go
0: to school, so I'm going to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you the difference between right and right. Have
1: I never told you about right night? That's when I write all my weekend show prep, and I I write the countdown that airs on a, I
0: didn't a couple know you of stations. What's a name for it? Yeah, like, it's I, Right that, Night. It's, is that the official title? Yeah. Wednesday Right Night? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. That's great.
1: <laughs> Bye, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. It's a busy time in New York City because leaders from all around the world are in town for the U.N. General Assembly. Yeah, this is the first in-person General Assembly since the pandemic. That's right. For the last three years, the U.N. has been home to the world's largest spirit Halloween. (laughs) CBS is facing criticism over its decision to end coverage of Queen Elizabeth's funeral in order to air episodes of Let's Make a Deal and The Price is Right if you're a fan of those two shows, you've probably seen plenty of funerals. Well, the COO of Beyond Meat is facing charges for biting a man's nose after a football game in Arkansas. Yes. And in a blind taste test, he said he couldn't tell the difference between a nose and a Beyond Meat nose.